Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Stentley Show with Dr. James Stentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Stentley. All right. Well, welcome to the show. Today we have an amazing special guest. Um, I'm filling in for my husband, Dr. James Dentley, on the James Dentley Show. This is Dr. Kara Scott Dentley. And we have um, Mr. Milton Howard here with us. Can you hear me, Milton? I can hear you just fine. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, Milton, we have had some very interesting conversations and we have really gone deep on some things. And I am like honored to be here to interview you. I can't wait until this quarantine is over so that we can actually sit down and break bread and continue some of these conversations. And this, this has been one that's been long anticipated for both of us and many of our viewers. Um, yeah. I want you to just kind of introduce yourself um, to our listeners and just let them know, you know who you are and then we'll deep dive into some of this deep stuff. Okay. Uh, my name is Dr. Milton Howard Jr. And uh, I am the founder of High Definition Life. LLC or HD life for short, which simply means uh, your ability to see your life in high definition. Um, once you like with the older televisions, which are standard definitions, when you thought that the view that you saw on standard definition was absolutely perfect and absolutely great. Uh, once you saw high definition, then you knew the flaws in the standard definition. So my purpose in life is to get people to see themselves on another level in high definition and uh, not go back to the old stuff. So, okay, I'm glad you broke that down. Through, so not seeing themselves as the standard, like the old televisions that we used to have, or as you continue, like if you have a, let's say a, a photograph that's digital, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Zoom in and it starts to look uh, pixelated. For right, absolutely. Minute. So you show people how to, as they zoom into their lives and zoom, zoom, zoom in, and we'll talk about what we mean by zoom in into their exactly. lives, how it, how, what they should see and what, what they actually comprise of. We've gone very mm -hmm. deep because you have actually uh, asked me about my physics degree and asked me certain questions about different things about how the human mind and the human body, how it works together to lead people to success, right? Or the lack thereof. Speak a little bit about that, Absolutely. Uh, that for us. Um, well, Sigmund Freud said in 1914, before he really got into um, his methods, methodologies of psychology, uh, which was all attributed to mental health or the brain, said that um, in the future, uh, we would find that the subconscious is not located in the brain, it's located in the body. Um, and once you map out the body and the mechanisms and the protocols of the body, you begin to discover the secrets of your ability to progress um, at will. Um, a lot of people wonder why some people are successful. They say what they want to do and they actually do it. Some people become millionaires. Some people become billionaires. Then some people have possibly the same exact energy, but
but then they can't make money at all or they can't progress at all. All of that's attributed to your body and how you feel. And once you know that, you can change the feeling, um, which in subsequently will allow you to change your future. Wow. And you said Sigmund Freud. I'm sure that he, because we've even talked about how we download information, how we get information mm-hmm. that is not necessarily information that is read from a textbook or is not information that is necessarily taught to us in, um, in a traditional education setting. But these are things that we actually download. And so you said you said something that really, uh, really struck a chord. You said the subconscious is located in the body, not in the mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now because of our research uh, with the assistance of Dr. Uh, Murray and Dr. Arlene Woodbury, uh, we've done some detailed research. So we've mapped out the subconscious. Um, by using the horm- the harmonic structure of the body. So we followed the hormones, which uh, enabled us to map out the, the what we call the subconscious mind. But here's the fact. There's actually no, su- no such thing as the subconscious mind. People are simply unconscious of what's there. So to use the word unconscious versus subconscious is more correct because we actually have access to all the information uh, that's stored there. And when you spoke of educational institutions, um, any any educational institution, whatever field of degree that they're teaching, somebody received that information for the first time without the benefit of it being taught to them. Uh, Discoveries always came through uh, great minds of the past uh, where, like a Galileo, who reconfigured the idea of what was happening in the skies with the stars. And then he developed calculus because he discovered that stars are actually multi-millions of miles away. So he had to figure out how to measure that. So he did that without the benefit of an educational institution. So where did that information come from? That information comes because the body is designed to pull in that information. He was just more aware of what was in him uh, to bring it out. And then subsequently you have people in the education institutions that learn the information um, and then regenerate it. But it always starts with somebody who just knows it out. And what's wonderful about that, we all have access to that same information through our our physical body um, and not the mental body. So basically we we all come here with the purpose. You hear so many talk, so many people talk about that, um, but it's from a surface standpoint. It's not as in depth as, you know, that like we were talking about even all the way down to like the carbon molecules in the body and the hydrogen and the helium in the body how we come here um, definitely with a purpose. And we all say that, but we say it and we just kind of skim across the idea. Right, general. Mm-hmm. Right. General information. It, you know, we, we got these phrases uh, that, that sound great. Um, and what, what bothers me, I've traveled the entire country uh, going from uh, event to event, seminar to, to seminar, to see what the industry leaders were teaching. 
And what I found out, no matter how great the event was, by the time that event was over, all that was taught that weekend would uh, diminish within that person. And then the information is not usable. Um, and so they might have paid anywhere from 2500 uh, up to sometimes uh, you can go to a seminar for four to five days and it's 150000 And people can't hold on to that information. But yet people are out charging big dollars to make people feel good temporarily. But then they don't get information that they can use. Um, and so we, so with high definition life, we had to go deeper to find out what makes a person tick, what makes a person progress. And on the opposite side, what makes a person fail consistently? Mm -hmm. It's both assigned to the body. Wow. Wow. So, and just to re kind of reiterate what you just said for people, you know, to just kind of piece it together, people spend lots of money to go to these seminars and they walk away and before they even leave out, they're unable to attain or actually implement those things that they have heard while they were at that seminar to actually move forward and be progressive. Absolutely. And so what they do is they go from seminar to seminar. I, I, I met a lot of professional seminar hoppers right. <laughs> is what I call them. And they spend anywhere from five to $10,000 a month searching for that magic information or searching for that Holy grail of information um, because they genuinely want to improve themselves, mm -hmm. uh, but they come up short over and over again. And then they respend the money at the next flyer or Facebook post, you know, that says, okay, I have the secrets to life and uh, come, you know, pay whatever, you know, of course they offer a discount and then you go, you get your hotel room, you attend the meetings anywhere from nine to 12 hours a day. Uh, over a four or five day period, when that four or five day period is over, um, just a day later or even shorter, that information becomes uh, a thing that they are not able to implement. Now, two, and two they just things. do it again and again. Yeah, and, and they, just, they just repeat the cycle over and over again. Absolutely. Um, there have been times that I have given talks and I've told people that what you are looking for is not the next thing that you need to hear from a seminar is it's in you. You're looking for you. Absolutely. Show up. You're looking for That's you. The Holy grail. That's the Holy grail. So with you, because you know, you're successful, you have tapped into many people from all walks of life from around the world that are successful. And there's a common thread that you have identified with these people and you have your own um, program HD life. Um, why we know why it is, but I want you to tell the listeners, why is it that people can hop from seminar to seminar to seminar, listen for, to web webinar after webinar and listen to podcast after podcast, and they still wind up stagnant in the same place that they were before they even started. Okay. So, um, when it comes to that question, you're dealing with the question of addiction. Ah, um, the question of addiction, uh, some people are addicted to poverty. Some people are addicted to failure. Um, it's a story that's built in, in their body and they keep reaching the same endpoints without being able to change. They, they, they can get a great start, 
but then it'll fizzle out, things come to an end, and they don't know what in the world happened. Um, and then they, tr they try again. Um, even that process of trying again and again and again can become a lifestyle and a point of addiction. Um, you get used to things not working because that is what the memory in your body is telling you. And so you actually have to go in deep and not only change the story, but change how you remember your success. Um, let's just, just a little bit of science, not trying to go deep to confuse anybody, uh, but it's really common information. Um, sugar in your body is a function of memory. Mm. And of course there's glutamate, there's glucocorticoids. Um, these, these things, your entire body operates off of processing sugar. And so memory is contained in the sugar. So to make a good point or an interesting point, you can, you can experience a particular event. Let's say it's a negative event. Uh, it could be a negative event like, like a point of abuse or something, whatever, whatever type of abuse it is. When that event happens, what your body will do, it will flash back all your past memories of that very type of abuse. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the present circumstance becomes driven into your body even more because you're reminded of all those past events. People say that's what happened when you die and your life flashed before your eyes. That is what they call flash bulk memory. And these are memories all from the past. And that's your body picking up on negative events. But what people don't know is that your body will work the exact same way for future events, but you have to adequately build those events in your memory. So the, your body can't tell the difference between future and past memory. So if you set up uh, a future memory adequately and sufficiently of what you want, what you desire, what your destiny will be, and you design that thing watch this, until you feel it, then your body will flash back future memory and forget the past memory, if that makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And like you said, that's, that's actually the holy grail. Now, you talked about setting up a future memory, and I'm sure for most people who are listening, they feel like, wait, that's like an oxymoron. You say a future and memory in the same sentence that most people Absolutely. will identify memory to be a thing of the past versus something that they can actually predict and reach for in the future to, to make mm -hmm. that next moment, the mo the future that they want it to be. Mm -hmm. to, to come into the feeling of it so that it can happen the way that they want it to happen. Exactly. So, and then we so have- I, I can give you a, a real quick example before the break. Yeah, we have about two minutes. Okay. So you take an architect. Uh-huh. What the architect designs is what he remembers in his head. That's how it gets on the paper. Of course, that building hasn't uh, been in existence before. But what's flashing to him is the memory of what he wants. That's, that's how he draws it out to the exact specification of what he's looking for that building to be. 
everybody has the exact same capacity to build their future in the exact same way. What we don't know is, even current psychology, um, psychologists, they'll dig in, whether they use uh, hypnosis uh, or, or other practices, cognitive behavioral theory, and they dig into past memory. In my practice, I don't even deal with past memory. Right. What I've learned is that if I teach people to build future memory, the past memory doesn't even matter. Hope you all heard that. You teach a person how to build a future memory. And, you know, there have been other books out here. You know, they like you have uh, John Asheroff with The Secret and, you know, The Law of Attraction and all of these different things. But many times people hear that and they hear about, you know, you attract, you know, everything is energy and energy is everything. But we're going to dig a little bit more um, deeper. We have 30 seconds until we go to break. But I'm sure people are, you know, who really live in that space where they constantly reach back to that, that past memory that keep them stuck. They want to become unstuck. Right. But they go Right. They go with the norm and they follow the flow of going to seminars and going to the, you know, listening to webinars and, reading the books, but they're constantly reaching back into their past memory. We're going to talk about how do they get out of this vicious cycle of not being able to move forward and get, you know, how to start to live in their future memory. We're going to touch on that when we get back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be, and there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel find out what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. you're tuned in to the james stentley show We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Again, that's JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Now, back to the show. All right. So, welcome back to all our listeners out there on Voice America, as well as our listeners who may be listening to this on the replay, as well as those of you who are listening in on Facebook. We have the very amazing. Dr. Milton Howard, who really digs deep into HD, 
high definition of how do we operate and get out of the monotony of thinking that everything is just what you see that's visible to the eye. How do you get out of the rut? How do you get out of the vicious cycle of not being progressive, productive? How do you how do you live life forward? So we left off talking about setting up a future memory and what that means, because I know that that's just a piece of what you talk about. You have several books out there. Um, You can't see me, but I have the one here, The Anatomy of Significance. And I know you said that you're doing a version two of that one and just how the body works. So just let's just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep going. Okay. So how do you get from being stuck? And you can be stuck on any level. I mean, you could even be a millionaire and just can't figure out how to get to that next that next level. Um, so we start with the fact that it's assigned to the body. Mm-hmm. And we're dealing strictly with the subject of addiction. Uh, some of the worst addictions is not attributed to the addictions that we stigmatize, which is crack cocaine, crack or heroin, or any type of uh, prescription uh, pills. Um, Those addictions are stigmatized, but those addictions are light in comparison to the addictions that keep us stuck. Mm. They are the exact same thing as the addictions that we stigmatize. So the problem is is that we don't know that we're addicted. But here's how you tell. Any pattern that you're repeating on a daily basis and you can't move away from that pattern, that's an addiction. That's because you're addicted. And what we do is we try to fix it over and over again. It breaks and then we try to fix it. It breaks and we try to fix it. Then we go to church and we try to fix it. Then we pay for a seminar, try to fix it. And uh, we get coaching and try to fix it. <laughs> and um, and then you're still not moving. That's because we're not dealing with the addiction. No. Uh, addiction is a matter of memory. It's something that's built in your body. And one of the worst addictions that we have is our addictions to people that can't serve us, Mm. that can't respond to our vision, that can't see our greatness, that their language towards us is a diminished language because they can't speak any higher. But somehow we love those people. And what we don't know is that when we associate with them, we're deepening the addiction of our poverty cycles and we continue not to move forward. So we're unwilling to let go of the people that's hurting us. That is one of the worst addictions because it is built in your body. It is a molecular structure just as cocaine is a molecular structure or heroin is a molecular structure. And so we deal with trying to get out but we don't understand what hasn't stuck. That's a question of addiction. Mm. 
even Einstein said that you can't fix an issue with the same mindset that brought you into the issue in the first place. So basically the same mindset that got you there, you can't use that same mindset, energy, thought process to get you out of it. I can give you a couple of examples. I'm going to give you a current example of the Golden State Warriors, and then I'll give you a historic example yes, when yes. it comes to memory and addiction or how you remember things, how you remember things. So a lot of us don't know that it's our past that's holding us down and we're repeating our past in very subtle ways. So at some point, the Golden State Warriors, they were not winners at all. Um, and so along with the coaching of their basketball skills, uh, they brought in um, a coach that coached them on how to build a future. The coach wasn't teaching them how to win, wasn't teaching them how to outpace the other players, wasn't teaching them how to work hard, but how to paint a picture of winning. So when they won a game, they didn't win that game. They remembered to win. It was part of their memory. They had built a future, whereas the other team did not build a future. So when they played the other team, the Golden State's State Warriors weren't playing to win the game. They were playing to match the memory that was built in their body. Mm. And so uh, they instantly, everybody knows the story, they instantly became NBA champions um, until they retired the coach that was coaching them on that, and then they start losing again. How about that? Um, uh, then don't have the sense to rehire that person. But, you know, we all have our habits that we can't get out of. Let me give you the historical. So the Emancipation Proclamation was signed by Abraham Lincoln. And it was said that because of the Emancipation Proclamation, it was the day that they freed the slaves. So here's the secret. So um, the slaves work for free. We all know that. Uh, up to 17 to 18 hours a day. A 12-hour workday for us is like crazy. That's four hours past a normal eight-hour workday. But slaves work anywhere from 15 to 17, 18 hours a day working for free. So what they did was right before, a few years before the Emancipation Proclamation, they pushed currency or money or a new form of trade, because a lot of the trade was bartering. And so what the slaves began to focus on was, boy, if I can have that currency, I can make it. And so that became a picture in their head. Also, in addition to that, through, um, uh, through DNA transfer from uh, previous generations, we became as African-Americans or Africans in America addicted to our condition. Once that was sufficiently built in the body or sufficiently built in the DNA, it was now safe to sign the Emancipation Proclamation to free the slaves. Because guess what? When the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, nobody went anywhere. Mm -hmm. They stayed on the plantation. Why? Because they were addicted to where they were. And then they had the opportunity to quote unquote make money. But here's the trick. So they got paid 10 cents a day for their work. 
But now, because they were free, they actually had to now buy their sugar, buy their flour. Um, and so now they gave the 10 cents right back to the master who owned the general store. So guess what? At the end of the day, economically, you were in the same space. But here was the geniusness of that time period. So now you take that 10 cents at the end of the day. You actually feel good about what you do. And this is what, this is what people got to understand about addiction. Uh, whether it's illegal drugs or substances or being stuck in life, it actually feels good. Mm -hmm. And so that's a characteristic of addiction. That's why people do things over and over again. So they felt good about this 10 cents. They I made 10 cents today. I'm doing well. I am free. But they gave the 10 cents right back. And at the end of the day, they were still at a zero balance. But now when they went into the general store with the 10 cents, the master now said, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. That flower no longer costs 10 cents. It costs 20. <laughs> Give me Give me 10 and you owe me 10. So essentially what was now happening on the plantations was the slave still working for the same 17 hours a day and now paying 10 cents to be there. That's a strong addiction um, because of the picture that was painted in the head of, of past proliferations of existence that was built in the DNA. And that's, that's when you're talking about addiction, you're talking about sugar, you're talking about memory. And when you're talking about sugar and memory, you're talking about how your body codes out. So I have this thing called lock, the lock molecule syndrome. So when I see a person not being able to make a change in their life, it's because the molecules in their body is locked. And that is the actual secret of unlocking these molecules so people can move forward past where they are. This is why in my lifetime, my grandmother still lived on the plantation. Unbelievable. Mm. And you won't know that unless you're from the South. And um, <laughs> funny story. Um, uh, it was it was called the May Mayflower Plantation, and there was a Delta Plantation. And being from Las Vegas, Nevada, not having you know serious experiences with with racism, um, you know, and there were neighborhoods called Plantation Manor, Plantation this or Plantation that. And so I just thought it was the name of the neighborhood um, until I went to a slave museum in Louisiana and realized that my mom was raised. And all of her seven sisters and brothers, they were raised in a slave shack because I had a picture of my mom's home when she was raised. And that was, it was a two room home. And that's what they knew as life. Mm -hmm. But my grandmother, they eventually got a house down the road from the shack, which I saw. The general store was still on the property. They were still, I was 11, 11 years old. They still shopped at the general store. So it wasn't until I was like 38 years old and I went to the slave museum and all the stuff that I saw in the slave museum was on the road that my grandmother lived on. You can go into buildings and see slave paraphernalia all around. 
I didn't see it. And so I had to call my auntie and I said, you guys were raised in a slave shack? And she was like, yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I said, so wait a minute, the Mayflower plantation is a plantation? The Delta plantation is a plantation? Yeah. Oh my goodness, my grandmother never left the plantation. So wow. it's how you see things. She never saw anything more than the place that she was in. And no. that's what we, when we can't move forward, we can't see more than the place that we're in. Wow. The lock molecule syndrome. That's quite interesting. The lock molecule syndrome. Huh. You know, um, there's something that I've, that I've, uh, so as you, as you're always, of course, when we have these in-depth conversations, uh, one of the things that I have looked into is like cellular memory, right? And cellular memory mm -hmm. is pretty much mm -hmm. the same thing that you're speaking about now that you can have an Absolutely. idea or you can remember something from way back when you can pick up the smell of something or the sight of something. You can't Absolutely. pinpoint it because you did not have the vocabulary or the vernacular at the time to actually put the name to it. Mm -hmm. But it brings back a memory. So all mm -hmm. of our cells have memories. And so when I think about that. Absolutely. Very thing to how I treat people, whether they're a child, an adult, a senior, I know that I am planting a seed. I know that. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's a saying that says, you know, a person may um, forget something that you've um, you've said. They may even forget something that you've done, but they'll never forget the way that you made them feel because of what you're saying here. That molecular structure has memory. Now. That being said, Absolutely. we want to help people. And I know you have your program, you know, living life in HD, right? To really be able to just hone in. How do you get out of these ruts? How do you get unstuck? We have talked in depth, you and I and James. And I know even like the right. you and James met, one of the reasons why you locked in on James was that he was able to live what you teach. Absolutely. It helped me to form a picture of who I could be in the future. Exactly. And so, um, so I had to lock in so I can see myself. And what we do is we lock in to patterns that are not who we are. And we don't understand that becomes a molecular structure in our body. And we even through, through DNA transference, we pass that on to our children. Our children don't know how to make it. That's because of our line of sight. And so we have to be able to change our, our line of sight and then build that sufficiently to what we want. And then the DNA, just like taking medication and your DNA shifts, when you sufficiently know who you are, that's the beginning of your genius. The DNA will actually shift. The ions in your body will actually transform and move in a different direction. And then your body becomes your, your base for your progression. Wow. Wow. I know that we're coming up on another break here in a second, but okay, we have about three minutes. Um, you know, when people say, uh, like I took a class on visualization and it mm -hmm. was the, the whole idea of visual, visualization is not so much of what you see is what you don't see and what you have the ability to create. 
Because even whether you're right. creating mm-hmm. a map, whether you're drawing a picture, you have to transfer what you see, like you said, your future memory. So for those of you who are trying to unwrap this and trying to unpack it, how do I do this? For those of so so if you can see something in your mind's eye and can put that on paper, now someone else can physically or visually see it but it was already created in your future memory before you put it on that paper. In your future memory. So what unlocks the molecule is sufficiently putting that in. But once you build the relationships, that's what we don't do. This is a function of your pituitary gland. Mm -hmm. That memory now says it, it transfers from your hippocampus. It stores in the back of the posterior end of your pituitary gland. Then that releases into your body. The reason why it releases into your body, because now your pituitary gland is saying, now go build the relationships that are like you or build the relationships that are like what you want. And once you once you make that connection to that other human that understands who you are, that can see who you are, it can properly engage you, then the molecule releases and then it becomes exactly what you want. Wow. All right, we have 30 seconds. We're about to go to break. We have people that are saying things about the locked molecule syndrome. They will look into it further. So we're going to go ahead and, um, and go on this break, and then we'll be back here shortly. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the James Stentley Show.com. Again, that's JD at the James Stentley Show.com. Now, back to the show. Wow. All right. Well, welcome back to the James Dentley Show. I am your host today, filling in for my husband, Dr. James Dentley. I am Dr. Kara Scott Dentley. And today we have Dr. Milton Howard, who is really deep diving into just the significance. How do you how do you break out of being stuck? Like for real, not from going to seminar after seminar, but really being able to just hone in on the greatness that's already within you. And while we were on break, we kind of had a 
a brief conversation about this hormone that we have in our bodies. And you said it's called ghrelin, that hormone that actually have us to create an appetite for success. Like it's, it's there and it's in each one of us. And one of the things that I feel like, and I'm just, this is my interpretation off of from the foods that we eat, from people being, you know, medicated for some of the simplest things. And from one medication, you have a side effect and now you have to take another medication. This is always to remove that appetite, that hunger for driving your success. Come on, Milton. about to take me to church. Come on, Milton. I, I know we don't have enough time. I already know. That's why I'm like, oh God, we have like, like 20 minutes left. But mm. I know that you can deep dive and you can, if nothing else, you can plant that seed for people to just start the wheels turning so they can say there is something missing. There is more. Let me go out there and get it. Or let me go within and get it. That's a better way to put it. Right. I think the best way to do that is to deal with some of the concepts that are out there that doesn't quite work. That's been in um, practice for for many years. Um, And what bothers me is the few that it works for. Right. Um, um, Which actually is not the case. It's just that those few, they just have enough... uh, mental and physical energy to move forward. So they were going to make it whether they went to the seminar or not. You know, they probably got that last little crumb. But then the 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 other 97% of the people leave disappointed. And they still can't figure out how they make it. So um, the process of visualization is an elementary process. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does start with vision. Uh But it's how you build that vision in your body, Um, how you document. First of all, you have to have absolute respect for what comes to your mind. Um, Wait, 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 wait. Say that one more time. You have to have absolute respect for what comes to your mind. What we do as a habit, we can come up with a great idea or we have that what Oprah calls that aha moment. But what we do in the very next seconds is dismiss it or diminish it or don't give it enough attention because we might have been told beforehand. We bring up an old memory. It could be what mama said that that you'll never be this or you'll never be that. So you switch the story that quick. Everybody comes up with that with those great ideas, because, again, like you said earlier, there's greatness in all of us. But but we see that greatness and we might experience that greatness or get that flash of light, but we dismiss it. Or a better word is we disrespect it. And that's why we allow other people to disrespect us. And we allow other diminished behavior towards us because it all starts with how we see ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so you, you, you have to respect what comes through your mind. That's why... You have to keep a pen and paper around you. So when you come up with that great idea, it's like a musician. I'm a musician, so I know. When that great song hits, you have to document it right away because in the next three minutes, that song will be gone, and you knew you had a hit. And you'll be trying to re-remember it and try to bring it back. Uh, The greatest hits in the world ever was music that came to that musician and uh, through, through vision. And they documented it right away. So you got to learn how to document you. 
So we have this book called The Book of Documenting Yourself, our body. Book of Documenting Yourself, B-O-D-Y. You got to become proficient at documenting your greatness. When you document document your greatness, that information goes into the hippocampus of your brain and it fires in the uh, the hypothalamus in your brain at the same time. Your brain is broken into eight different parts and those two fire. And so what happens in the hypothalamus, you got, um, when, and if I go, if you don't mind, I'm just saying something biblical here. The Bible says that we're all fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, We just don't even have a, have a clue to how great we are and how wonderful we're made. And so what we do even religiously, which God never asked us to do is we are taught even religiously are in church that you give all of your attention to God and God will do something for you. That's why nothing ever happens for anybody because we're still waiting for God to do something for us when we're designed to do it ourselves. Mm. And so once we, once we document the information and it hits the hip hypothalamus, then hormones are released into your pituitary gland and your pituitary gland now says, build the relationships around what you want. When Steve Jobs saw the vision of the computer, the first thing he did was build the relationships around what he wanted. And that's how that first computer, which was made out of wood, uh, ended up in his father's garage because of the relationships. What we do is we disrespect what we think. Other people disrespect us. Then we don't get anything because now your body is now dysfunctional. So you're messing with your own process of memory when you can't sufficiently document your greatness and then build the relationships. You got to understand there's a parallel process that is immediately happening in your body. And I can prove that 95% of our illnesses come from that single thing alone, 95, from cancer to heart disease, to high blood pressure, to arthritis, uh, to diabetes, it all comes from the dysfunction of you not knowing who you are. All of That's a scientific fact. It's a scientific fact that the dis-ease in a human body comes from not knowing who you are. And I want to drive it just a little bit further because even in the Bible it says, as a man thinketh in his mind and believe in his heart, so is he. Absolutely. That, Tie it into the fact that it's so many, so many parts and people try to remove and try to isolate these, these different entities, like they operate in these silos, but it all comes and it all works together. And I've always felt like, like you said, if a person can identify and acknowledge who they are and knowing who they are is knowing who God is in them. And so when you understand that and you understand that God is in each one of us, which is how we have life. Right. Then you have a different level of respect for yourself, your thoughts. Like you said, you have to you put it so eloquently. You have to have absolute respect for what comes to your mind. That part and understanding that the God that you are looking for, God has given you everything. And all of this goes back to the Bible. So you're really putting the scientific backing to people's belief in order for it to happen. 
to make right. life happen. So here's, 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 life is associated with abundance. Right. It's not associated with right. lack or poverty. We're taught that. We're taught to do without things. But that doesn't make sense when the entirety of creation is God creating things. And then he says, you are who I am. You're made in my image. So you're supposed to continue to create things and have more, be fruitful and multiply. But somehow we were taught to have less and be satisfied with, but see, that's an addiction. That's a habit. But here's the thing. Look at the cholesterol in your body. So here's a re-complete working of cholesterol. So cholesterol is built in your adrenal gland. And then it goes uh, through your blood system and you have what they call a blood-brain barrier. The cholesterol breaks down and in order to move through that barrier. And what that cholesterol is waiting for is information from you about your own greatness. So when you can sufficiently state your greatness, your cholesterol, along with water and electricity, reforms into the image of what you say. When it does that, now you have a mirroring process of the cholesterol flowing back into your adrenal gland, mm -hmm. and then you release the hormone called adrenaline. And then once that adrenaline is released, that adrenaline is there to tell you, you now have all the information to get what you just pictured. That's where intelligence comes from. So we, can, we have traced down the genetics of intelligence because only two uh, amino acids separates us from a monkey. So if you look at those two amino acids and how they combine to release water in your body that carries the information of your greatness and, and restructures your DNA, your DNA is pushed uh, and developed by the, by the coding based on these amino acids, which create protein, that protein is the memory of what you want. Your body is like a recording device for what you want. But if you don't know that, you'll just let any information come in. So that's why I said you can't disrespect the high information and then engage in the low information, even if it's in church. I implore people, if you're in church for any two weeks in a row straight and you haven't got what you want, you need to leave that church because your pastor is deficient and insufficient and he keeps taking your money while you continue to dream about what God is doing for you when God has designed you to, to get what you want because you're created in his image. Even Christ says, uh, or James says, in, well, what, that's your husband's name. Uh, he thought it not <laughs> robbery. Mm -hmm. Not that James. I'm talking about the James in the Bible. Uh, he thought it not robbery. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal to God. To most people, that's blasphemy, but that's biblical. The God that you're looking for is you. Is in you. Watch, watch this. No, deeper than that, because when you look because, at the hormone structure, you know, we might have to come back. Mirror of who he is. We have three minutes. Come on, come on. We have three minutes to close. Now watch this. So once you recognize the guy you're looking for is you because you're created 
in his image. You are seated with him, Ephesians chapter one. I don't mean to go to church at the end of the thing, but watch this. Ephesians says we're seated at the right hand of Christ, which is seated at the right hand of the father. So we are in high places. This is better than Star Trek. We are in two places at one time. And so we are the physicality of who God is. That's a responsibility. If you're not creating, you're not reflecting who he is. If you're not progressing, you're not reflecting who he is. If you're not growing, you're not reflecting who he is. And we need to stop letting let people lie to us from week to week about who we are, which is less than God. And that's not true. That's a habit. That's why I tell any pastor, crack and how we praise God is the same thing. You get high and come back down. There's three scriptures in the Bible that says God praises you. If you understand that praise starts with what God says, it doesn't start with what you say. So he's called on us our entire greatness. And so we're supposed to hear his praise, not to give him praise. Read the book of Psalms, Psalms 100, Psalms 150, Psalms 91. He gives us the praise and we are to respond to his praise. Oh, Milton, Milton, Milton. And we just scratching the surface. Those of you who got to go to church next Sunday, I don't mean the. No, you know, there's there's something called revelation. And I think that you have brought something Mm -hmm. to the to the forefront. Because you said, you know, there's one thing that you said, if you stop creating, you are not reflecting what God has created you to do and what God has created you to be. And that's what's happening. And that's why people create this vicious cycle of this. habit. And in our winning the devil, they call it drifting. There's so many things out there that can actually help people to just bring it forth. So if someone wanted to stay in contact with you, how would they do that, Milton? Because it's so much and we're not done. We're done with the show, but you and I are not done, (laughs) as you know. Okay. So it's uh, HDLife at, no, I'm sorry. It's Milton, M-I-L-T-O-N, at HDLife.org. Milton at HDLife.org. Dot org, or you can go to the website, which is hdlife.org, and all of my information is at the bottom. We just have a little bit of information online, if not everything is up, yeah. Uh, but because what we're going to do, yeah, we, we found out that this exact information once a person determines their future, their body heals from cancer. I got proof, I got uh clients that uh have gotten rid of stage four pancreatic cancer, um, rectal cancer. Once they set their, their, their life in order, the cancer was gone. So we're, we're going to start uh, late this year running clinical trials uh, because we know how to heal the body without medication. Wow. All right. So there we have it, people, you know, our audience, listening audience. That was Dr. Milton Howard. Um, You can get more information through hdlife.org about the work that he is doing. And we're just going to go ahead and sign off. I have one statement to say, you know, as we talk about faith, 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And if we deep dive into that, that is essentially what we're talking about now, about how do you reveal the greatness that is already within you and continue to just move forward and prosper, prosper and stop spinning in circles trying to figure out who you are, because that is the way that we can get rid of so much dis ease in the body. So that is our show for today. This is the show for Dr. James Dentley. We'll be back on next week at 2 p.m. Central. Thank you all. We say do not think outside the box because in our world, there is no box. Thank you for listening to the James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.